Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGP. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGP. And it is Wednesday night, six o'clock Central Time. We just got done watching the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers continue to stay undefeated. It was kind of an interesting situation at the end. The Ravens had a chance, but they couldn't stop them on third down there. But uh, tonight's just going to be kind of really loose. We're probably going to go live for maybe 30 or 40 minutes. So this is uh, whatever you guys need in the chat room. We can uh, You can fire away questions. We'll talk about whatever you guys need. It's a really weird week. Typically, we would have had a waiver wire run already, but we still don't. I think most platforms are going to be doing their waiver wire run tomorrow night. So I covered that last night. If you guys do have any waiver wire questions, you can fire those up in the chat room as well. Uh, but I think for now, I'm just going to hop into a screen share. We'll look at some of the things on the fantasyfellowship.com. We'll look at some practice reports and some basically just some news and kind of see what's going on here. We don't have a Thursday night game, which is also another weird wrinkle for the week here. So everything's going to be on Sunday. And then we got two Monday games and a Tuesday game. So uh, a lot of weird stuff going on the last couple of weeks in the NFL. So if you guys are curious and in the description below, I do have the links to the start sit charts for week 13. I've already rifled through and got all that stuff up there. I'm going to be updating the fantasy points allowed uh, probably tomorrow as well. So we'll get some of that stuff in there, but everything's ready uh, for you guys to check out there. I think for now, I kind of wanted to, I guess, let's just pop over to Roto World and see if there's any news here that caught my eye. Uh, there was a couple people that were limited in practice, but nothing too crazy here. David Johnson's going to be a popular question, I think, from a lot of people this week. He has been designated to return. I don't know if he practiced today. We'll look at that later. Uh, but he's probably going to come back this week. So if you're holding on to David Johnson, he's going to be uh, a, probably a piece that we use for our playoff run here. I think he's, I mean, Duke Johnson did play well last weekend on Thanksgiving. So there's a chance that this is going to be more of a 50-50 split right away. Uh, but maybe David can uh, just get his feet wet this weekend and then kind of take more of his role back uh, in week 14 here. So it looks like good news for David Johnson. We got some Denver Broncos limited here. Jerry Judy, Philip Lindsay did not practice, so I don't think we're relying on Philip Lindsay. So no worries there. Uh, Alan Lazard, I don't know what's going on with him, but he was limited today as well. Uh, looks like Matt uh, Matt Nagy has named Mitchell Trubisky the starter for Week 13. And the thing about Mitchell Trubisky is I know he's not exactly a fun uh, fantasy quarterback, but if we go to our our, our good site here, StatMuse, I'm going to type in Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, versus Lions, and we'll look at his game logs versus the Lions, because typically his best games are against the Detroit Lions. And if I, if I just kind of zoom in here, the last four times he's played Detroit, he's had three touchdowns, which is is pretty damn good. Uh, we see he's got over 100 passer rating in all four of these games. So uh, two games in 2019, and it looks like uh, one game in 2018 here. And then, the, of course, the first game they show that they rallied back from behind week one. So Mitchell Trubisky, he's thrown for 300 yards in two games against the Lions. And again, 12 touchdowns. Um, so some pretty good numbers here. I think if you are at need, if you have like a guy like Tom Brady on by and you needed someone desperately, I think Mitchell Trubisky could be a waiver wire ad. I do like Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Darnell Mooney, and David Montgomery this weekend. So Mitchell Trubisky, I think for sure we're going to fire him up in Superflex leagues, two quarterback leagues for sure. Uh, but I think he's he's going to be a fringe quarterback one this weekend, and I do like the Bears. Uh, this one's in Chicago as well here. So Mitch Trubisky, uh, something to keep an eye on there if you need quarterback help this weekend. Um, looking around here, Irv Smith not practicing. So I think if you need tight end, Kyle Rudolph might be the guy that we're looking for here. They do note that he played a season best 78% of the snaps and he catches seven for 68. I think he had eight targets on that one as well. Uh, so Kyle Rudolph is uh, available. He could be used as a tight end one streamer for us this weekend. 
Uh, Calvin Ridley was limited today. Jonu Smith not practicing. So this caught my eye earlier when I was looking at this. Uh, we know Jonu Smith's been kind of boom bust touchdown dependent, but if we just, I'm going to just be curious here because the Titans do like a handful of tight ends. And we do know that the, the Cleveland Browns, who they, they play this weekend, they're not the greatest defender of the tight end for fantasy. So last weekend, you see Jonu Smith, 54 snaps, zero targets. And then for some reason, Jeff Swain here getting three for 30. He catches all of his targets. And then Anthony Ferkser, who had a couple good games uh, earlier in the year, 20 snaps, only one target. So if Jonu Smith can't go, um, we're going to probably be hearing about Jeff Swain and Anthony Ferkser. So this is something to just kind of keep an eye on there. Uh, we'll keep it moving here. Sterling Shepard limited. He's always been limited on Wednesday. I think he's going to be a really good play. I doubt that he's going to be available in most leagues, but I do like Sterling Shepard going up against the Seattle Seahawks, even though it's probably going to be Colt McCoy. Um, so I haven't, I haven't seen a Daniel Jones update. Maybe it's on the next page here. Uh, but then you also got Darius Slayton limited here. I don't think we're going to trust uh, Darius Slayton. What's going on, Harris? How's it going, man? Thanks for hanging out. Um, not seeing anything with the Matt Stafford news here. We got a lot of uh, Baltimore news. Danny Amendola returned to practice. So I guess that's good news for Matthew Stafford, guys. Uh, if you're looking for him to get back, back to quarterback one numbers, the Eagles activated tight end Zach Ertz. Um, so I think we're probably going to have to, uh, I guess he can be used as a tight end one. I think I'd like to see him back uh, for at least one game. He did practice last week in limited capacity. Uh, so he's probably going to ramp up slowly. I don't know if I'm going to trust him right away this weekend against Green Bay, who Green Bay actually, if we just quick check out the numbers, uh, they are, despite the, the the bad, you know, kind of word about Green Bay's defense, they are actually pretty good against the tight ends. If we look quick here and filter uh, over on FF today, I'm just curious to see how many, um, how many points per game that they allow. So that I noticed they're one of the better teams. They rank the fifth best against tight end, only 9.2 points. They've only given up uh, three touchdowns all year to the tight end, 38 catches, 456 yards. So Green Bay is pretty solid. I still like Dallas Goddard just because I think he's going to be the leading guy in volume. And we did see on Monday night, Dallas Goddard led the team with 100% of the snaps. Um, so he didn't come off the field once on Monday night football. So I still think Goddard is um, probably the higher tight end in the pecking order. I don't feel great about it, but uh, Carson Wentz does tend to feed his tight end. So Goddard interests me. I think I'm going to hold on Zach Ertz if you have, I guess it, it really depends uh, if you guys have someone else besides Zach Ertz. I think I, I would, uh, I would, I would probably lean towards not using uh, Zach Ertz here. Daniel Jones not practicing today. Like we've been kind of We've been kind of speculating this all week, but I think Colt McCoy is going to be the starter this weekend going up against Seattle. Seattle's defense has been playing some good football lately. Uh, I did want to point out that here. If you guys need uh, a potential starter on defense this weekend, I do think if we just filter by ESPN, because I know that's four point passing touchdowns, Seattle still ranks as like the worst team against the quarterback in terms of fantasy points. But the last couple games here, uh, I mean, Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, um, I mean, not the greatest games. They were giving up some really big boomers here. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, some 30s and some upper 20s here. But they've been kind of they've been kind of limiting uh, quarterbacks lately. And they do play the Giants, they play the Jets, and they play Washington. The next three games are a pretty good schedule for the Seattle Seahawks defense. So I think if you need, if you do need defense, I'd kind of like adding Seattle right now. Um so if Zach Ertz, uh, I'm not going to worry about Dallas Goddard just because uh, what happens with, I guess we can even look back to when those two were on the field together. If you remember even back to week one, Dallas Goddard blew up uh, for like a hundred yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, but just looking quickly here at the Philadelphia Eagles, last weekend we see Dallas Goddard with 71 snaps, 100% of the share, 10 targets. And uh, you also see Richard Rodgers with 16 targets. So in a game where Carson Wentz throws the ball 45 times, he targets his tight end 16 times. So whether that's going to be, again, maybe 10 for Goddard, maybe six for, for Ertz. I also don't think Richard Rodgers goes away completely. And um, so maybe maybe Goddard comes down a little bit in percents to maybe about 90%. They, they try to get Ertz into 30-40. I, I don't think it's a good idea to see Zach Ertz out there for 100% of the snaps right away. So I'm still leaning towards Goddard being a pretty solid tight end one this weekend, whether he gets eight to 10 targets. I think that's, that's a pretty fair value. Um, and then based on how, I mean, I guess we can also go back here and I want to look to see, I have these all uh, on log back here. So if we go back to the previous weeks, let's just kind of dial it back to maybe, I guess, week three, and let's see what Goddard and uh, what, what the, the snap share looked like for those two players. Um, so rolling on down to Philadelphia. So back in week three, you see Dallas Goddard. Uh, I think this, oh, this was the game that he got hurt. So that's probably not a very good one to look at. Let's go to week two. Um, my bad on that one. Um, so week two, where is Philadelphia? Sam Fran, New York Jets. Where is the Eagles, man? It's just not alphabetical. Oh, I don't have him in there week three. All right, I'm curious. Um, Dallas Goddard, FF today. So we're just looking at the comparison for Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz heading into week 13 here, and then basically for the fantasy playoffs as well. So week two, you're going to see Dallas Goddard catch four for 30. I guess that's seven points in the PPR league. I think on a low end, I'll take that. And if this is if this is his floor, I think seven points, I think we're okay with this. Um, and then you did see week one against Washington. He goes eight for 101 and a touchdown. So just out of curiosity, let's take a look at Zach Ertz and see what he was doing uh, in those couple games where they shared time together. So week one, you do see, so Goddard had 10 targets in that game, or I think it was nine and, and Ertz got seven. Week two, Ertz gets seven, five for 42. Uh, and then I guess he did have a little bit of run here while Goddard was out. So either way, I'm looking at Carson Wentz throwing the ball 15 to 16 times to his tight ends. So I, I still think uh, Goddard's got a pretty high safe floor. If he gets you seven or eight points, I think that's that's totally fine in a PPR league. And uh, we'll wait, and uh, hopefully he can catch a touchdown and keep. He's got a little touchdown streak going on here, so I'm I'm holding out hope for Dallas Goddard. Uh, and then I guess the bar is so low for tight end at this point. I'm just I just want my eight points, and uh, we'll call it a day. Anything over ten points is a bonus. So uh, good situation I think for both tight ends there. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Tua Tego by Loa practicing on Wednesday. He got a limited rep in here today. Um, so this is something to keep an eye on if Tua continues to practice or, or maybe they just can, you know, commit to Ryan Fitzpatrick going forward since they're, they're in the playoff hunt, but this will be something to keep an eye on here. I think if you're a Devonte Parker owner, or especially Mike Jasicki, if you own either of those two dolphins weapons, you want Ryan Fitzpatrick in there just because, uh, we've seen what he can do under center and with those, with both receivers can do. So I think, uh, this is going to definitely be a situation to monitor. If, if, if Tua is the starter, even like week 14, I'm a little bit nervous about my, my Parker and my Jaseki going forward. Uh, the good news here for the, the backfield though, Salvin, Salvin Ahmed returns to practice. Uh, Miles Gaskin, we're waiting to see if he is going to play. I'm just curious. Let's take a look at the Dolphins report here and see if he got anything in here. Um, so I, I don't know if he's activated yet, so they wouldn't list him on here. 
Uh, but we do see DeAndre Washington did not practice with a hamstring injury. I was kind of talking him up earlier in the week. Uh, but Salvin Ahmed, if you held on to him over his injury last weekend, maybe we see uh, an RB2 game for him this week. That's something that, something that interests me there. I'm trying to remember who the Dolphins play. I thought it was a decent a decent matchup this weekend. And let me see if I can find it real quick. So the Dolphins. Dolphins going up in the, against the Bengals. So if we can get Miles um, Gaskin or Salvin Ahmed, I'm going to slide them probably up into the RB2 slot. So we'll have to monitor that uh, that backfield injury reports the rest of the week. Jonathan Taylor is back from the COVID-19 list, which is really good news. I did note that um, uh, the head coach for the Colts said that Jordan Wilkins is pretty banged up right now. So we might not even see Wilkins play. So this could be a really good situation for Taylor and Naheem Hines. If Wilkins is out of the picture, I think I'm going to, I'm probably going to use both Taylor and Naheem Hines as RB2 flexes this weekend. So we'll just have to monitor, I guess, let's just check out that Indianapolis report real quick. Um, so Jordan Wilkins, he did log a full practice. Interesting. I'm going to be curious about that. So we might be looking at a three-headed monster again this weekend. It looks like Philip Rivers not practicing. He's got a toe injury, and he's a veteran, so they're just kind of letting him take it easy today. It looks like nothing else really sticks out for me here. A couple offensive line guys not practicing. That's a little concerning there. Um, let's keep it moving. Auden Tate placed on injury reserve. I don't really know if we care that much for Bengals players at the moment right now, but uh, maybe we'll see a little bit more of him next year if A.J. Green doesn't decide to play or not. Julio Jones and Todd Gurley. This is really good news. Both limited today. Uh, this is the right direction for both players to play. You want to see a full practice at some point. Uh, I've been telling people the last couple of weeks that Friday is the most important day for practice in the NFL schedule. So if we can get a full practice by Julio or Todd Gurley on, uh, on Friday there, I think we have a really good chance of those guys playing. Really big game against Atlanta or against the, the Saints here. And Atlanta's playing some really good football. Um, I don't really know what happened the last time they played the Saints. They were just kind of really sluggish. Julio Jones left in the first quarter. Um, but last week, I mean, they just took it to the Raiders, and I thought the I thought this team had some signs of life here that they could play spoiler the rest of the way. It looks like Adam Thielen is back from the COVID-19 list. He should be on track to play. Uh, DeAndre Swift, optimistic that he's going to play this weekend. So if you're waiting on Swift, he's going to be back into our RB2 graces there. And no Kenny Galladay, which is really frustrating. I don't know what the issue is. We haven't really got a lot of reports on Kenny Galladay. And you, I mean, they probably should have just IR'd him if he was going to be out this long. But this is concerning that uh, he's still not practicing with his hip injury. Uh, we got a question here from Shooter Q. Thanks for hanging out, man. Would you start Wayne Gallman or J.K. Dobbins this weekend? So Wayne Gallman going up against the Seattle Seahawks and the Baltimore Ravens. They play the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, what's what's interesting is, I mean, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are both cleared to practice today. Or they were both cleared to play today, but they didn't have any practice time. So uh, we don't have to worry about Dobbins if he's going to play or not next weekend. I feel pretty good about him being in the lineup. Um, so Dobbins for sure has the easier matchup. Hold on. We're just late, waiting for this to load here. Uh, I was going to go back to uh, – I wanted to look at the Week 11 opportunity report because if you guys remember back in Week 11, J.K. Dobbins like took over this backfield. Um, he had 63% of the snaps, Gus Edwards 20, Justice Hill 11, and Mark Ingram only 9. In terms of touches, you see J.K. Dobbins with 15 carries, Gus Edwards 3, nothing for Hill, and only 2 for Mark Ingram. So, And then he also, also catches 2 for 15 targets. If, if you can guarantee me that this is what we're going to see against Dallas, again, it's an easier matchup. I don't really 
I mean, Dallas doesn't really have a defense that scares me. So I'm kind of into J.K. Dobbins. He's going to feel a little bit more of a risk, but uh, I think he also has a little bit more upside. Whereas with Wayne Gallman, you're getting, I mean, you're, you're, you're getting a really good chance at a goal line touchdown. He scored six touchdowns in the last five games. Uh, but also it's going to be a Colt McCoy-led offense, so that makes me a little bit nervous. I would expect Seattle's offense to kind of do whatever they want, which may, might make the Giants throw more than they have to. So at the moment right now, I'm going to lean J.K. Dobbins just because, one, Baltimore, I mean, their, their season there at 6-5, and five, they, they need to – I mean, they can't really afford many more losses. Going up against Dallas, I do think they should be able to win that game. I think I'm going to lean with J.K. Dobbins in this scenario here. Uh, but thanks for the question there, Shooter. Yeah, Trace McSorley actually looked pretty good. I wonder, I'm just curious what this, like if they could redo tonight and then just let Trace McSorley play from the start. I, I'm, I'm wondering if we would have seen a different outcome there. I thought they looked pretty good. Um, so we got a question here from Stephen Drakes. Thanks for hanging out, man. Would you start Brandon Ayuk this week in full PPR and should I pick up George Kittle from waivers? Um, so I, I, I think it was last night I was talking about this and there was a really good news blurb on George Kittle here. Let me Let me just pull that up. Um, some really good, some really good news on George Kittle last night. Um, so let's pull him up here. So the blurb was, uh, with his broken foot, they are very optimistic about him returning this season. Uh, the quote is that they said eight weeks, I said six, uh, and this essentially would put him in the week 15 to 16 window week 15. They're going to play the Cowboys in week 16. I can't remember who they play. Uh, but man, if you can get George Kittle back and he's still hanging on, especially if you have an IR spot, uh, I would definitely pick up George Kittle. Just You can just slide him to the IR if you have room to kind of let him brew on the bench. I still think that's also a good move too. It really depends. I mean, if you have like a Travis Kelsey type, then it's not really necessary, but you're also potentially blocking somebody who doesn't have a tight end. And if you think you have a shot to be there week 15 and week 16, I'm all for picking up George Kittle. I actually... Uh, had the luxury of picking up George Kittle uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. And I'm just like, what the hell? You know, we just put him on my IR. If it happens, it happens. But this is exactly the news we're looking for with George Kittle. So if you can afford to uh, to hold on to George Kittle, week 15, week 15, it sounds like they said that would be the best case scenario. But week 16 sounds very likely. So if we can get George Kittle back for the fantasy championship, I'm, I'm liking this. So he's, he's just one of those players that he can, I mean, he's, he's got the attitude to beat his timetable for the eight week injury. And uh, I just have a feeling if, if he's on the field, he's a hundred percent. And uh, I just, if you can do it, go ahead and do it. So Turner Hare's asking who are the best kickers for this week in fantasy since I have to stream them and defenses. I know this is a big question, but my little league or my league hasn't updated the week. So I really can't see them. Okay. So let's look at kickers here. Um, is there a way, so I only play in like maybe one league with kicker, uh, for the most part, my leagues have, uh, they've kind of boosted kickers out. So I'm just kind of pulling up here. Uh, well, first we're going to, I guess we're going to look at, and we're going to see who the top like five or so kickers are. And then we're going to look at matchups here. So of course, young Hui Ku, best kicker for Atlanta. They're playing up against the saints. I don't know if field goals are going to help win the, the game against the saints, uh, Ryan Suckup for Tampa Bay. They're on by Dan Carlson going up against the Jets. Um, people might be a little bit nervous about the Raiders, but a game against the Jets. I mean, that could be a game where they, they just, you know, they kind of just take it easy and they just keep kicking field goals. Will Lutz. I think he's probably one of the more owned guys. Uh, Jason Sanders, Miami, they're going to be going up against the Bengals. And I kind of like that. Even, even if it's Tua or Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
uh, Jason Sanders here for Miami. Um, I'm just kind of curious to see uh, who's who's made the most field goals this year. So again, that's Young Ho Koo. Graham Gano, the Giants kicker going against Seattle. I don't know if I like that. Joey Sly's on by. Rodrigo Blankenship's probably one of the more owned tight ends. But again, Daniel Carlson keeps popping up here. If he's if he's available, I kind of like him going up against the Jets here. Uh, the Buffalo Bills kicker uh, going up against Buff, or he's he's the Buffalo kicker, and I think they're going up against um, who does Buffalo play? They have kind of a tough matchup here. I'm trying to remember, I think they play. Don't they play Sunday Night Football? Buffalo on Sunday Night Football. I'm pretty sure here. Or Monday Night Football against the 49ers. This could be a really good field goal game. So I guess kickers from both sides, uh, Buffalo and the 49ers side. I think that's Robbie Gold. Um, so I guess. I would probably need to know a little bit more like information, like who's your your top available kickers. Uh, I could I could put a list together uh, over the next couple of days here, but I like the Buffalo kicker for sure. I like the 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 Raiders kicker against the Jets. I'm not interested in Randy Bullock. I'm not interested in Brand. I'm I'm trying to get into good offenses here. Um, so of course, like Will Lutz would be really prime here. Justin Tucker's going to be owned. Um, maybe Chicago kicker Cairo Santos going up against Detroit. Uh, that could be a really good game here. He's 18 of 20 on the season. They don't score a lot of touchdowns, so they tend to kick more field goals. Uh, I think that that could be a really interesting spot. And then Michael Badgley going up against it's the Chargers versus the Patriots. So to me, that kind of screams like a game that could be kind of back and forth with some good field goals there. So I think I, I hope I was able to touch on a couple field goal kickers for you. Uh, if you have more questions on that, we can um, – because uh, I'll be going live tomorrow night too. I think – Essentially, like on platforms, I know like ESPN, they're they're basically treating tonight's game as like a Monday night football game. And tomorrow is going to be like the Tuesday where everyone, you know, like we're looking at the waiver wire options and you kind of see uh, everything that's going on. So I think tomorrow is going to be a lot more clear of a picture for everybody on their fantasy platform. So if you need kicker help, we can probably go over this a little bit more clearly tomorrow. But I think I called out a few guys there. So Tucker Blankenship and wow. OK. I mean, if you can get if you can get Justin Tucker, man, I got no problem with with getting Justin Tucker. He's, I mean, one of the best kickers of all time. I know he's not really scoring points here, uh, but they do have a really good game against Dallas. That's also a Tuesday game next weekend. Um, so in a game against Dallas, that, that seems like a pretty good spot here. Uh, I am curious because I've never really looked at this. Um, so FF today, they do have fantasy points allowed to kickers and it sounds like you're you're a kicker streamer where i don't know if you hold on to kickers or you just kind of move each one each week uh but it looks like here in terms of fantasy points per game allowed to kickers the vikings allow 9.5 and the jets allow 9.5 so i guess if you could get um the the las vegas kicker daniel carlson maybe maybe he is the best play here uh, the Jaguars are going up against uh, – who do the Jaguars play? Minnesota. I don't know if I like the Minnesota kicker, but that's a really good spot there. Um, nothing else really sticks out here, though. So, And then I guess the Cowboys are ranked 13th. So if you want Justin Tucker, I think you can hold on to Tucker. Um, let's see. The Colts also play the Texans. Texans are ranked kind of low here. And Will Lutz going up against the Falcons. The Falcons aren't really rated very high. So – for me, I still like Dan Carlson, and then I do like – I would probably hold on to Justin Tucker for the rest of the season just because I know he's pretty money there. And uh, I think the I think the Ravens are going to get on a little bit of a run here. They have a, The Ravens have a really juicy schedule the rest of the way if we quick look that up. 
Uh, I think their toughest their toughest game is going to be against the Browns here. So they play the Cowboys on Tuesday night football. Then they play the Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville, the Giants. So like the next four games, that's a pretty good run for Justin Tucker. I think I think that would be the guy that I recommend for sure. Um, so Harris YTS, do you like Cole Beasley for the fantasy playoffs? I do like Cole Beasley for the fantasy playoffs. Let's just check out what Cole Beasley has been up to the last few games here. And it's interesting because we know John Brown's not coming back. I think John Brown's out at least two more games, definitely one. Uh, but I just want to filter here by PPR points. So he, but he, I mean, he threw a touchdown last week and I don't know why it's not showing it up here, but he should have a, a four point passing touchdown the week before 11 for one Oh nine and a touchdown. So he's been kind of struggling here. The, you know, the top half of the schedule, he was playing really good football and then all of a sudden, not so much. So let's just look at the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I'm not going to say Cole Beasley is like a must-start player, but he does have wide receiver three flex potential in games that are going to be tough. So against the 49ers, Cole Beasley, a guy who operates in the slot, and then you think about Richard Sherman and Jason Barrett on the outside, I think it's safe to say that Cole Beasley is going to be a struggle target for Josh Allen, where if there's a really good corner on, on Stefan Diggs and then you got Gabe Davis on the other outside too, I think that especially the 49ers game coming up, those are two really good outside corners. We might see Josh Allen really favor Cole Beasley in the running backs and the, the tight ends in the passing game. So I do think I like Cole Beasley on Monday night football against the 49ers. And then again, the same thing with the Steelers. Um, the, the week 14 here, that's another night game too for the Buffalo Bills. We're going to see a really good pass rush out of the Steelers. They do, I guess the one spot you can attack the Steelers defense is with the, with the passing game. And again, struggle target, good pass rush. You're probably going to want to see Josh Allen get the ball quickly out of his hand. So I do think Cole Beasley is going to be a wide receiver three flex consideration for the next few games. Looks like he's got the Broncos and he's also got the Patriots on deck here. So I know I know they're tougher defenses, but again, I think the narrative has been with Cole Beasley that in, in tougher games, that's where Josh Allen looks. So a game like Arizona, who had a pretty good secondary, he gets hammered with targets. I don't really think he was looking for Patrick Peterson that much. Some of his other big games, I mean, he blew up against the Jets, but Kansas City, he finds a touchdown. Tennessee, six for 53. Las Vegas, he finds a touchdown. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Cole Beasley kind of finish back with these, these double-digit numbers. And, uh, and, and hopefully help us in the wide receiver three flex spot. So uh, we're going on about 26 minutes here. I do have some, I'm probably going to sign off earlier tonight than I normally would. I usually hang out for an hour, uh, but I got some things to take care of tonight. So we'll probably hang out another five minutes or so. If you guys have any more questions, keep them firing in the chat room. Tomorrow we will be going live at six o'clock again, and that one's going to be more in depth. We're going to go the full hour. We're going to go over all of the noon games for tomorrow. We'll look at the start sit chart. Uh, if you guys need uh, something to look at tonight, I do have in the link uh, in the description for YouTube below, I do have all the start sits and stuff already in there. And then my project tomorrow is going to be entering in these fantasy points with the red and the green matchups. But we're just kind of going back and looking at some of the news here on Roto World, just covering who's in and who's out for practice situations. Let me just get back to that third page here. So we were talking about John and Smith. We covered some of the Giants. Let's see where we were. This next page here. So we talked about Zach Ertz a little bit. Talked about the Dolphins situation. We talked about the the two Atlanta Falcons. Both guys practicing in limited capacity. That's a great sign. The Detroit Lions, man. I just with Kenny Galladay not practicing. That just. I mean, they got nothing to play for. I'm a little bit nervous. 
about him not playing at all this year. But if he can come back, that's going to make me more interested in Matt Stafford. But at the moment right now, I think the only piece I'm going to want from this offense is DeAndre Swift. And then I guess just because tight end so so crappy, TJ Hawkinson has been pretty fine there as your tight end one. Looks like Mike Glennon has been named the starter uh, for the Vikings game here. I am curious. I wanted to look at the practice reports. I wanted to see if DJ Chark practiced today. If you're holding on to hope that DJ Chark can help us in the fantasy playoffs, looks like he got a limited practice in today too. Also, Chris Conley limited. That's a good sign there for the receiving group. Uh, we did see the rookie Colin Johnson catch four for 96 and a touchdown on Sunday. So he's probably going to get pushed back down the playing time. He filled in directly for Chark and for Conley. So Mike Lennon, man, all of a sudden, he, I don't know what's going on with Gardner Minshew. He's healthy enough. He's not even on the injury report. He's healthy. He's active and they're just not using him. So this is a Mike Glennon team for at least this weekend. The, the Minnesota Vikings, they allow, they allow passing points. They allow receiver points. I think if Chark plays, we're going to feel pretty good about Chark in our lineups. They've been really cautious with him. So I think if he does play, we'll feel confident enough to get him in the lineup. And uh, all of a sudden, Mike Glennon, though, like if you, if you play in two quarterback super flex leagues, he tossed two touchdowns last weekend against Cleveland. He actually looked pretty good. So I do think he's usable in two quarterback and super flex leagues there. Let's see what else we got on the Roto News. Um, so, yeah, two has got a chance to play. Just some Baltimore news. David Johnson We've kind of already talked about some of this stuff. And then again, there's that George Kittle note from last night. So I think that's pretty much all the Roto World news that we need this week. But I guess if we wanted to to look at some of the matchups and the things that are going on tomorrow, uh, like I said, Thursday we'll be going over Start Sit Part 1. Friday we'll do Start Sit Part 2. That's going to be all the afternoon games and then the night games for sure. But I guess uh, while we're here, we're going to be talking about the Saints and the Falcons game tomorrow. Some injuries we're watching, of course, Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, I think the Saints are pretty safe to say here. It's Taysom Hill, Kamara. This is like we got to do something with Alvin Kamara here. I, I have him limited here as an RB2. I'm getting a little bit nervous. I think it's going to be weird to ever bench Alvin Kamara, especially in the fantasy playoffs. But with Taysom Hill, this, this, is, this is not the Drew Brees offense. We're not seeing a lot of targets to the running backs. He's only got one catch in the last two games, and it was for negative two yards. So all of a sudden, I am nervous about Alvin Kamara. This is probably my, my last chance to really – See what he can do before we reevaluate things because once you get three games on a player in a situation, that's that's enough for a sample size for us to trust. And going into the fantasy playoffs, if you have Alvin Kamara, uh, we're sweating. We're a little bit nervous here. So with the Saints offense, you like Taysom Hill as a quarterback one. Michael Thomas is just kind of a, a low wide receiver two, three situation. And I do think Latavius Murray does have some value for us down the way, especially if Taysom Hill is going to start you know, weeks 14, 15, 16, kind of like that. So I'm going to start the Saints defense in this one as well. So I don't really want to read too much of this stuff because we'll be talking about this tomorrow. Uh, but we got a few people in the chat room. If you guys got any more questions, otherwise I'm just going to kind of poke around here and look at, uh, I guess I'm going to go to FF today. and We'll just kind of look at some of the things that stick out here. Um, it's an interesting schedule this week. Uh, and then I did notice like the, the schedule the rest of the way looks kind of fun. I know for Christmas, week 16, uh, Christmas falls on a Friday this year, and uh, we have the Saints playing the Minnesota Vikings on a Friday night. So that's really cool. And then there's also three Saturday games, and then there's a bunch of games on Sunday uh, as well. So the Week 16 championship schedule is going to be a really fun schedule, I think, for fantasy football purposes. So I did want to kind of just look at uh, – let's just look at fantasy points allowed to the running backs here and see uh, what kind of targets we're going to be looking at here. So the Lions, of course – 
Uh, still the worst team in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs. They're going to be playing the Bears, so I think David Montgomery is a must-start uh, at this point. The Texans, they're going to be playing – who did the Texans play this weekend? I cannot recall who the Houston – oh, they play the Indianapolis Colts. Um, so just looking a little bit more closely at this, the Texans do allow 53 – they've allowed 53 catches. I'm just curious here. Wow, that's not really even close to the top. So the Jets, Tampa Bay, and the Seahawks – all allow the most receptions to running back. So that's something to keep an eye on. So maybe Wayne Gallman uh, with uh, going up against Seattle, we might see him catch a few more balls than we normally do. And then the Carolina Panthers also allow a lot, but Tampa Bay and Carolina both on by. I do think if you guys are needing a waiver wire pickup, it's going to be Devontae Booker this week. And Josh Jacobs has a knee injury right now, we, or it's an ankle injury. We don't really know the severity of it. It didn't sound too serious. But if the injury seal is already broken, and we do know that the next man up, it's, it's easily Devontae Booker. I don't know why Jalen Rashard hasn't been playing if he's banged up. But the, the Raiders play the Jets this week, and I'm just really curious about Josh Jacobs and his practice reports for the rest of the week. Because if he's going to be limited, and again, they're playing the New York Jets, like we might see quite a bit of Devontae Booker throughout this game. He might see his most snaps of the season. So I think if you need help at running back, we could see – more Devonte Booker here, so he was a full practice participant today. Josh Jacobs, no practice with that ankle injury, so this is already something that's that's seeming pretty real to me. That Devonte Booker is going to be carried, just uh, he's going to have a little bit more load this weekend with with more touches, more catches, and it's against the Jets, so I just it just makes sense that uh, maybe. And then they've also allowed quite a bit of uh, of yards here, quite a bit of touchdowns here. So if you need help, Devontae Booker's really off the top of my mind here. The Packers, uh, they give up quite a bit of receptions here. So you're going to see Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. I think both those guys have some interest to me. Uh, I mean, I'm really curious about Boston Scott because the last couple games here, I've noticed Boston Scott has – he's actually looked like the better back compared to the Miles Sanders. I'm not really a huge Miles Sanders fan, so I'm a little bit biased towards Boston Scott. But you see the last three games with Boston Scott, I guess really the last five games, and I know Miles Sanders has kind of digged up for some of these, but he's actually developing a, a really, really steady floor here. 9.7, 8.0, 14.4, 9.9, 18.2. We got Fabian in the chat room real quick. Can't watch the stream today. We got to go somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, man, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by. We'll, we'll, we can hang out tomorrow night. We'll be going live at 6. Tonight's show, not really anything that important. We're just covering the news and just looking at some, uh, some important things that I thought uh, I should mention here. But tomorrow we'll have a lot more practice reports and start-sit stuff to go over. So tomorrow night will be a little bit more of important of a show. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We're just going on 35 minutes here. If no one's got any more questions, I think I'll sign off on this one. Uh, but again, I'm just talking a little bit of running backs here. If you guys, I guess tomorrow night you guys can come with, with, with waiver wire questions. I think I'll have a little bit more complete of a waiver wire again in the link below in the YouTube video. I did have my waiver wire report there. I think I'm going to spend some time tonight, maybe tomorrow, just kind of updating that and making sure I got everything I want on there. So, uh, I guess for now, um, I think that's going to, that's going to do it for tonight's show. So thank you guys for your time. I know it was kind of a just an easy show tonight. Tomorrow will be much more important, but I guess if you need any of the links below, we got the waiver wire report. We do have the start sit charts completed as well. And uh, we'll have a lot more action for you guys tomorrow. It's been a weird week. Just hang tight. We'll have a, a really good show tomorrow night. Uh, come with questions. Come hang out. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And uh, I don't know. 
thanks for your time. Have a good night. We'll see you guys later. Peace.